Hey guys, I love, love, love that you're listening to the podcast. I truly hope it's bringing you just a ton of value. But if you ever wanted to check out the video version of these podcasts, then you should head over to YouTube. You know, they're going to have more effects, more visual stuff like that. And that, that can help the message sometimes just hit a little bit different and, you know, reinforce the, the lesson in a better way. So you can check that out. It's completely free. Go over to YouTube, search for Anthony Vecino. It'll pop up. And if that's not what you're into, then cool. Just enjoy the show and let's get to it. All right. So we all know that social media is one of the best opportunities out there available to us as entrepreneurs for building our businesses. We realize that we need to be using Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, all these different platforms to grow our businesses because that is where the attention of the world is, you know, and the ability to go out there, create content for free and post it onto these platforms for free gives us the ability to reach millions and billions of eyeballs you know, for the, the, the price of whatever it takes you to produce a piece of content and post it like your time, your energy and your team's resources. And so there is a literal like infinitude of opportunity available to us. We just have to take it. We have to capitalize on it, but it can be hard because there are so many different platforms. The question becomes like, which one's the right one for me? Like which ones as a business owner, should I be exploring or exploiting? Which ones should I be on? And so what I thought I would do today is rank the different social media platforms based off of what types of businesses um, and when you, what type of businesses should use those platforms and then when you should get on those platforms as you know, what part of your, your growth cycle would it behoove you to go jump on these things? So starting it off, let's talk about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is number, I'm starting with LinkedIn because it is the one that most people think of when it comes to business, is the business social platform. So a lot of people will think that's the place that I should go with my products. So LinkedIn can be great for a lot of things. It can be absolutely terrible for a lot of other things. My experience with LinkedIn is that it can be one of the cringiest social media platforms out there because everybody goes in there with their fake smiles and their business suits and their business cards and they're sliding in the DMs and they're like, oh, I just want to network and expand my, my peer group and maybe we can do business and you want to hop on a 15 minute coffee call and blah, blah, blah. And things just make me want to vomit. Like there's a lot of stupid behavior on LinkedIn. It's one of my, le- like in a lot of ways, it's one of my least favorite platforms because of those things. However, it's also potentially one of the best platforms if you have the right type of business. So what is the right type of business? Well, the wrong one, I think, is a product business. I don't think a product business does particularly well on LinkedIn. I think if you are trying to sell like a widget or a journal or like some kind of thing, like that's not really the the place to go do it. If you want to sell something on LinkedIn, the type of business that you're going to want to have is probably some kind of B2B business or some kind of service-based business. I think those two do very, very well. B2B, because most of the people on there, on LinkedIn, already have jobs. They might be working at companies and they might be like, you know, contractor, like the, the, the buy rep for that company. And so if you're doing B2B, there is a plethora of opportunity there. If you have a service and you can position yourself from your content perspective as the expert in that, like a CPA or a lawyer or a doctor, like not a doctor, but like whatever, a CPA or a lawyer are really good examples, um, or a cost segregation specialist like you know Weiss, you can do very, very well there because you can go in there, you can educate on those things, you can build personality and personal brand or brand for your business. And then people, if you bring them enough value, will dig deeper into you, they'll become interested and then they will potentially come out and do business with you. 
Now you could also do the cold DMing outreach stuff, but I think that is just such a waste of time. I know people have success with it. I just think it's so spammy and garbage and it's cringy. So I don't waste my time with it. But if you get really targeted, you get really um, personalized with your outreach, you can do extraordinarily well. For instance, if you're trying to sell a widget to, uh, let's say Ford Motor Company, you could go and you could find all the employees that have worked at Ford Motor Company and then one by one reach out to them with a very personalized message saying, hey, we do this thing. I don't know who the right person is. Could you put me in contact, blah, 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 whatever. You'd have much more success with that typically than the cold DMs that I get from people where it's just clearly, you're spamming me with what you do. You haven't looked into who I am or what I what I am. Um, I had a guy yesterday who's like, hey, I love your content. Let's, uh, I, I think you would do really great on YouTube. Uh, let's start a YouTube channel. And I'm like, uh, you didn't look into me at all, buddy. Like, that's my biggest channel. <laughs> and then I, I pointed that out and he's like, oh yeah, awkward. Okay, never mind. So, so if you're going to do LinkedIn, make sure that you do your research. Now, when should you start on your life cycle of LinkedIn? Personally, depends on the business. You could do it from day one if you have a service or you have some kind of B2B, like get in there, very highly targeted. We've used this to great effect um, in raising capital from investors um, for our real estate. And so we've been on there since day one. Um, I don't think that you have to wait a particular period of time, but because the content on LinkedIn is what's called temporary um, or fleeting, the fact that you're gonna make a post and then like a week later, it's gonna disappear from the face of the earth means that you're going to need to be on that content flywheel. You got to be on there consistently putting out content, engaging with other creators, like for you to gain some momentum. So that can take some time. All right. So that's LinkedIn. Second up, Instagram. So Instagram is my favorite platform for just mindless scrolling. That's about it. Like sometimes I get hit with a product for like a, a clothing company that I, I like, I like, and I go down that rabbit hole and maybe I'll buy a shirt from them. But, um, I find Instagram less valuable from a selling products perspective and more just about building personal brand and notoriety, positioning yourself as a, as an influencer and building personality. Um, you can definitely sell products there. That is a great place to sell those like products. You got a candle you got like pens, like you can do very well things that are very visual and like you can make an impulse buy. services. I don't think you sell services so much on Instagram as much as you're just positioning yourself on Instagram as the service expert in that thing. So, but I do think it's a great way to go deeper with an audience to build relationship, build rapport, and then, you know, maybe convert them into customers in the future. But for the businesses that we've had, the ones that did fantastic on Instagram were escape climbing, where we were selling widgets, like rock climbing holds. It was a very, very good, that was our primary uh, vehicle. But if I was a service, um, or B2B, like, no, don't even waste your time if you're B2B. I don't think that's that's going to be a good usage of your time. And again, the same thing with LinkedIn, because this is uh, temporary content, it's going to disappear after a couple of days. You got to stay on that flywheel. So you got to make a decision. Like, can you commit to the the flywheel of these different, pla- of certain ones of these platforms? Or maybe you just need to zero in on uh, one of these platforms that has kind of like a temporary mystique to it and then put the rest of your time and energy into what we're going to discuss as more evergreen content. We'll get to that in a second. Next is TikTok, which is kind of a kissing cousin of Instagram. So everything that I just said about Instagram kind of applies here. You can do very, very well with products, services, not so much. I think the personal brand side, again, building rapport and relationship with people, it's fine. I just find that people are not on TikTok in a buying mood and TikTok makes it very hard to convert people into customers. 
I don't even waste my time on that platform because honestly, I, I, I don't feel like it's going to be around indefinitely. I think it's kind of fleeting and that eventually the other platforms are going to eat its lunch. And I think there's going to be a lot of regulate regulatory issues around it. So I, I kind of write TikTok off, but I'm an old curmudgeon. So take me with a grain of salt. All right. Next up, uh, Twitter or X, X.com. And we can throw threads into this too. Actually, that's not. Let's, threads is useless. Threads is garbage. I have no time or energy for threads. So forget it. It's not going to be around in another year. Like it's going to be a, a big flop, I think. X though, or Twitter is my favorite platform for consuming information from learning from other experts and just it's the one that I have the most fun with. I find it has the highest um, uh, bar of excellence in terms of like the people around you in there. Now, from a business perspective, you can do extraordinarily well. I don't think widgets or products are the ne- are like a, a physical product is the way to go on Twitter. I think if you have a service, you can do extraordinarily well. I think if you're B2B, you could also do extraordinarily well. But I think the way to really use Twitter effectively is through building out networks. And the, the, the relationships that you could build on there are potentially very, very lucrative. But again, Twitter is the most temporary of all the platforms in terms of the content life. And so you need to be on that flywheel grinding if you really want to get traction. However, your ability to like get in the, like talk to the CEO of a fortune 500 company is unrivaled. Like it's, it's incredible. The opportunity on Twitter with that said, is that the first place I'd focus maybe depending on the type of business that you have, but probably not. Next up, and my favorite one of everything is YouTube. I think YouTube is the best platform one for creators because they're the most creator centric in terms of like building a platform that's very much about you building your audience and compensating you for it. But then what I love so much about it is it is evergreen. When you make a piece of content on YouTube, it's going to be around for pretty much ever, right? Like YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world behind Google right ahead of Amazon. And so when you create a piece of content there, it's time really well spent is it can be discovered in six months, a year, three years from now. And so it's going to continue paying you dividends. The other thing I love about it is that your audience, if you can attract them, they just, they create, you forge such a deeper relationship with them as a result of the the longer form of the content. You can go deeper into entertainment or into the education. And just as a consequence, you can deliver more value to your audience. And that I do believe translates very well, whether you have a product, which we, we had for escape climbing, we did very well on YouTube. If you have a service or a, um, a personal brand that you're trying to build, you can do extraordinarily, extraordinarily well on YouTube. The downside or the issue with it compared to the other platforms is that it is a lot harder from a quality or barrier to entry perspective. Like you don't want to just put out garbage. It's got to be good content. And um, what we've, you know, on this, this podcast, I take this content and then repurpose it to the Amplified Impact YouTube channel. So you can go watch it. And it's very, it's unedited. It's just me in front of a camera in front of my office. Like it's very low budget. But the main channel at Anthony Vecino is the one that we put all our time and energy into. You can tell we we put a lot of energy into the production value. And I think if you really want to do well on YouTube, that's what you have to do. And, you know, it plays out case in point. This podcast, I think we maybe have 800, 900 subscribers on YouTube, whereas the main channel has 136,000. So quality is rewarded on YouTube. And I, I think it's worth the time and energy, though, because, again, that content's going to live forever. The last social platform, and I'm using air quotes, I'm not going to talk about Facebook because I think Facebook is garbage. Facebook ads are great, but in terms of just 
posting organic content on Facebook, I think it's a complete waste of time. If you're going to be on Facebook, go into groups, find uh, concentrated groups of people in the thing that you're doing. If that's real estate or, you know, law or whatever you're trying to do, find your doctors and like sell your product to them. Go into those groups, be very, very highly targeted, use Facebook ads. You can do extraordinarily well there, but there's almost zero benefit to just posting organic content on Facebook. So just don't even waste your time. That said, the last platform or social platform, and it's not a social platform, but I'm going to throw it in here anyways, is the one that we're using right now, which is a podcast. Again, I put podcasting right alongside YouTube in terms of its long-term value. It's extraordinarily powerful. One, because it's evergreen, it's going to be out there forever. Two, you can repurpose it to YouTube. You can create shorts out of it, put it on other social media platforms. But the real value of a podcast is your ability to forge a very deep, intimate relationship with your listeners. Right now, my voice is in your ears, and that's a very intimate thing. And so by the time we're done here, you're going to have spent 15 minutes with me talking to you. You're going to know things about me that you wouldn't be able to get from a one-minute clip on Instagram or a quick tweet on Twitter, right? So the depth of our relationship is just that much deeper. And as a result, the ability to sell to a customer like that is is very, very high. Now, you don't want to abuse that and just turn the podcast into this transactional relationship, but the potential is there and is very, very, very powerful. So it's something to think about. The other aspect of this that I think is really interesting, if you were doing a B2B business, is to find the business person, the company that you would like to work with or that you have a product that can solve their issues and then bring them onto your show as, a, as the expert to talk to them. For instance... Let's say your your show is all about um, insurance for car dealerships, and you just go around and you bring in different car dealers, dealership owners, to talk on your podcast about the things that are going on in their world. And your product is insurance for these guys, but your podcast is all about maybe marketing or business or sales for car dealerships. So you're bringing on these people, they're sharing tips and tricks that other car dealership owners can listen into and be like, oh, that's a great idea. I can implement that into my thing. And then you as the host, they, they're going to know what you do because you're going to be able to slide it in there at times. But as a result, your audience is coming to get the content from their competitor and learn from them, also getting exposure to your product. Also, that person that you brought onto your show, now you have a relationship with them. Instead of just cold calling them, like, hey, I have insurance, would you be interested in this? And I don't know if car, insurance, car dealership insurance is even a thing, but like, you get the point. Instead of cold calling them and having that really hard, awkward first conversation and getting in the door, now the first call that you make to them is, hey, I have a podcast with hundreds of listeners that would love to hear your story and learn from you, right? You're not making a sale, but now you have the relationship and it's much easier to sell to somebody once you have that relationship. So podcasting, awesome. Okay, so I'm probably missing some social platforms. There's a lot out there, but those are the big ones. Those are the ones I would be thinking about. I would start with YouTube. I would start with a podcast for all business owners. I would then, depending on what type of product that you have, go between Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and always be using Facebook ads, regardless of what you're trying to sell, because those things, for whatever reason, people do hang out on Facebook, though it's not worth your time and energy to actually put out organic content on that platform. So again, don't waste your time. Okay, that's going to do it for me, guys. Hope, hope this brought you a little bit of value. If you have questions or things that you want more feedback on in your your business, if you have like, what, what, what platform should I be on? Let me know about your business in the comments. Shoot me a, a DM. I'll try and get back to you and give you at least my, my two cents. I don't know how valuable those will be. Probably roughly two cents worth. <laughs> but that's going to do it for me, guys. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, stay hyper-focused, my friend. 
Hey, real quick, guys. You already know I don't run any ads on this because I want to keep it like a really awesome listening experience for you. But I do have an ask. I'd love it if you could just help me spread the word so we can help more entrepreneurs, creatives, and high performers just make more money with less stress and more fulfillment. So the best way that you can help me do that is by reading, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. Like the single thing I ask of you is please just take 10 seconds to drop a review. Seriously, it would, it would mean the world to me. And more importantly, it may just help change somebody's life. So thank you. And let's get to the show.